The New York Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Brothers Fund, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, the Philharmonic's corporate partner MetLife Foundation, and by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. From the media room at David Geffen Hall, it's the New York Philharmonic this week. And this week. We hear the symphony number nine by Gustav Mahler. This is Alec Baldwin hoping that you'll stay tuned as we enjoy one of the true cornerstones of Western art. Alan Gilbert will conduct the New York Philharmonic this week. Considered by many to be Mahler's most intense and most brooding work, the Ninth Symphony was composed between 1909 and 1910, in the midst of many great tragedies in the life of the composer. The infidelity of his wife Alma had recently been revealed to him. It was also about this time that he was diagnosed with the heart disease that would ultimately kill him, and he was still dealing with the death of his young daughter. We should also mention that Mahler, along with Arnold Schoenberg, was considered to be a champion of the emerging avant-garde movement. This placed him in the rather awkward position of acting as a standard bearer of the past while also being acutely aware of the future of music and, more specifically, the future of tonality. The first movement of the ninth in particular depicts this struggle between tonal stability and instability. Here's a sample. This juxtaposition from major to minor modes may very well also represent something of an extended conflict between the elements of life and death, life being represented by the major key and death by the minor key. Mahler's Ninth opens with a hesitant, syncopated motif which some, including Leonard Bernstein, have suggested is a depiction of Mahler's irregular heartbeat. This motif returns at the height of the first movement's development section as a sudden intrusion of death in the midst of life as announced by the trombones. If 
The first movement of Mahler's Ninth Symphony shows evidence of an acceptance of death. Then the second movement suggests some of the bitterness Mahler might have been feeling at the time of the work's composition. Mahler first gives us this. Simple enough. It sounds rather light and playful, as one might expect a country dance to sound, right? Now listen to what he does with it. Hear that? Mahler has distorted the Lendler to the point that it no longer even resembles a dance. Mahler employs another dance form in the third movement of his Ninth Symphony, but here he puts it through a more fiery and energetic set of exercises, exhibiting Mahler's mastery of the contrapuntal form. autobiographical score is marked, quote, to my brothers in Apollo, and more than one musicologist has surmised that this movement is intended as a sarcastic and withering response to Mahler's critics. The final movement is in two sections. Strings open the first section, and Sunday churchgoers might just notice the similarity of the opening theme to the hymn Abide With Me. After several impassioned climaxes, the increasingly fragmented final movement ends quietly, but with what might be called a heart-searching degree of poignancy. Mahler makes use of one more quotation in the closing pages, this time borrowing from his own song cycle, Kinder Totenlieder. The first violin plays the vocal line of the fourth song, Sometimes I Think They've Just Gone Outside, in which the singer remarks, the day is fine on yonder heights in the ultimate destination beyond life.
Alan Gilbert adds a few thoughts of his own about this work. The final movement of the symphony is is uh, a long, protracted, difficult farewell. And, and for me, I feel the end already at the beginning of the movement, but it takes as long as it does to finally let go, to allow life to sort of slip out of your hand. Just the very last page, which which famously Bernstein um, wrote, and we have this in the archive here, it's really one of my, my favorite, favorite things to look at. He wrote at the top of the page, have the courage to stay in eight. And that's such a beautiful marking because it, it's uh, so often the case. Many conductors on the very, very long notes, they actually speed up the tempo and they somehow don't allow things to last as long as I believe they should. And even as great a Mahler conductor as Bernstein had to remind himself, have the courage to stay in eight, allow it to uh, let it be as sort of painfully extended and protracted as it, as it actually is. And it's incredible. And uh, what, what Bernstein points out is so true. There's so many words that mean slow and, and dying away and just written on that last page you know ersterbend dying away um, pianissimo as slow as possible he writes this so he really clearly wants it to to be um, full of tension and and it takes a long time you know there's a there's a cadence what sounds like it should be a cadence but there's still a non-chord tone being held in the violins, and then there's a dominant chord with with a hint of a tonic, and it finally it takes it takes literally minutes before you actually hear a real settled D flat major chord, and even then, it's like oh no, I have one more thing that I have to work out. I have to I have to let this happen before I finally go and at the very end when 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 it, it is is. Um, really the end. It's, it's, it's the most peaceful moment in music, I think. And now we hear the Symphony Number no. 9 by Gustav Mahler. Alan Gilbert conducts the New York Philharmonic. Thank you. 
Symphony No. 9 by Mahler. The New York Philharmonic was conducted by Alan Gilbert. Philharmonic this week is generously underwritten by the Kaplan Brothers Fund, the Audrey Love Charitable Foundation, the Philharmonic's corporate partner MetLife Foundation, and by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. Vince Ford is the executive producer of this series. The music producer is audio director Lawrence Rock. The broadcasts are written and directed by Mark Travis with production assistance from Ian Good and Stacy Gerard. And for now, until next time, this is Alec Baldwin wishing you good health and good music. This program is distributed worldwide by the WFMT Radio Network. <laughs>